Welcome to Small Business Lifeline, Crane's podcast to navigate the coronavirus crisis. My name is Christine Hani Dare Bryan, and I am an editor with Crane Communications. Small business owners, you are definitely in the thick of trying to survive right now, and you are busy from what I'm hearing. So today I'm heading to Chicago, where I'm going to give you 10 minutes of nitty gritty tips on how to better manage your company's cash flow and how to avoid getting sued through COVID. We're getting into the real basics here. So first, we're going to talk to a Chicago business owner advising small businesses right now on ways to cut their expenses. And second, we're going to talk to a Chicago-based lawyer about whether you may need a waiver to prevent yourself from being sued by customers. Guido Schultz is CEO of Bento for Business, a Chicago-based startup that provides cash management uh, advice for small businesses in sectors like restaurants, construction, and trucking. So in addition to his personal experience managing a small business through COVID, Guido is working every day with other small businesses trying to survive. Guido, it's great having you on our show. I'm glad to be here. Thanks so much. So tell me, what is the first way small businesses can save money right now? What can they do? Well, I think first and foremost, I think one core message is that cash is king. A lot of small businesses um, are very well versed in in addressing their clients, finding clients, uh, offering them a valuable product. But where things fall short tends to be cash management. And as credit is clamping down right now due to the uh, COVID pandemic, a lot of credit providers have um, reassessed their credit lines and then how they extend credit lines. I think it is very, very important for businesses to know where their cash is going, what they're using it for, and how to preserve cash. And then also model out a timeline or a, a lifeline, so to say, that takes into account different uh, scenarios and different uh, situations in terms of going forward over the next three to six months. So tell me, how did this play out with one of your clients, uh, a company based in Texas? Yeah, that's actually an an oil and gas company. So our our platform, what we do is is we provide a, a spending management solution that enables a company to fund an account and then draw from customizable debit cards and and pay on a per employee basis or per department basis, vendors, or pay for uh, uh, travel and entertainment or whatever unstructured expenses a company may have. So uh, what we did there is, and and this is kind of a a typical example for, for, for the cash management situation right now, is uh, through the spending controls that um, make these cards completely customizable and only make them work in certain scenarios, we were able to save them about 50% on their monthly unstructured spend. And that's just one example as to how you can use platforms and how there are platforms like that available to small businesses that give them visibility and give them control over where their money goes. Because one of the aspects that that is often uh, not considered or, or, or not taken into account is, is business spend is oftentimes abused. So employees will you know, buy you know, personal items on, on the company's ledger and that solution actually allows the company to, to put a stop to that and control that 100%. So that, that was a 50% savings for that company. 
So it sounds like by, by really controlling savings, you're able to really help small businesses cut back on their costs. Absolutely. To know exactly where it goes, to know exactly where the, the, how the spending happens, and then also being able to reconcile at the end of the month and to take control of spending before it happens. People use their, let's say, personal credit card and then send through an expense report, then that money has already been spent and the reconciliation becomes an item after the fact. So tell me, how have you helped small businesses avoid paying the wrong vendor? With delineated accounts, um, again, if small businesses use a debit card solution, they can delineate different accounts. They can, for example, open up a virtual debit card. And one of the examples would be a, an, an e-commerce advertising uh, company that we helped on the West Coast. And uh, we delineated or helped them delineate all their accounts by attaching a separate virtual uh, debit card to each one of their client accounts. So that way there is no crossover, no confusion. And again, through the reconciliation capabilities of the platform, the accounting is taken care of as well. Guido Schultz, it's been wonderful having you on our show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Brian Weinthal is a Chicago-based trial lawyer with Burke Warren, who works with many small businesses. One year ago, Brian was not handling any waivers in his practice, and he is now advising dozens of small businesses, including private schools, wealth advisory firms, and real estate brokerages, on how to create waivers in the wake of COVID. Brian, it's great having you on our show. Thank you for having me, Christine. So tell me, why are businesses right now giving their clients waivers and asking them to sign them? Christy, COVID-19, like any emergency or disaster, is creating litigation. Aggressive plant firms are filing lawsuits to test the responsibilities that local and national businesses have to their customers as the country opens with this virus still not under control. The basis for these lawsuits is a mixed bag. Some seek recovery for the actual illness itself, while others allege that businesses failed to follow necessary safety protocols required by CDC, OSHA, or other government agencies. But the point is that many, many lawsuits are getting filed, and questions about liability in the era of COVID-19 are going to fully occupy our courts for many, many years to come. But the bottom line is, it's very difficult to blame a certain or specific business on giving you COVID. So why are small businesses so concerned? You raise a great point, Christine, but the problem is not the merit of the lawsuit that's filed, but the cost of the lawsuit to the business owner. In every American jurisdiction, the allegations that appear in a plaintiff's complaint are assumed to be true. For example, if I claim in my lawsuit that the only place I went before getting sick was your store, the fact is taken as true until someone in the case finds evidence to disprove it. If a business doesn't have a liability waiver in place, it's very likely that the judge is going to allow the case to proceed to the fact-finding stage, which means big money and legal fees for the defending business. If there's a liability and waiver in place before I entered your store, you now have a basis on which to move to dismiss the case 
before it gets off the ground. That's the real benefit of a liability waiver. What kinds of businesses right now are using waivers? Almost every type of business you can think of is using waivers. I represent more than a dozen private schools, all of which have put liability waivers in place before inviting students and visitors back into their facilities. The waivers identify the potential symptoms and complications associated with COVID-19. And they further ask parents to acknowledge that even in light of every conceivable safeguard, children or parents can still become ill as the result of the spread of COVID. There are other companies as well. Real estate brokerage, ones that conduct showings are now starting to do them in person again. Although the liability waivers for those groups are typically less lengthy and less intrusive. And I also work with at least one financial services firm that asked me to put a waiver in place so that they could start meeting in person with their clients again. What kinds of businesses are not using waivers right now and having customers not sign up? The best example of an industry that I can think of that seems to be resisting the use of waivers is the restaurant bar industry. And I can certainly understand why that's the case. If you arrive at your favorite restaurant or bar to relax and enjoy, and you're suddenly handed a document advising that death could be a potential consequence of your meal, you're not only going to refuse to sign that waiver, you're very likely going to walk yourself up the street to a different bar or restaurant that doesn't have such a scary warning in place. What are these types of businesses doing instead to protect themselves if they can't have a person going out for dinner to sign a waiver? Restaurants that have websites will typically post warnings advising that while they're following guidance from the CDC, the FDA, and others, they take no responsibility for any injuries that may arise as the result of the guest's dining experience. Although a simple advisory notice probably won't do much for them, the restaurants that have great lawyers advising them will typically require customers to click on or confirm those warnings, either before they reserve a table using the website or before they order takeout food using that site. Restaurants that don't have websites are most often placing advisory notices in the front of house when patrons enter, which is at least some measure of protection for customers who become ill but this issue is both timely and scary. I'm sure, Christine, you saw the recent news article regarding the Michigan bar at which more than 100 people were diagnosed with COVID-19. And that was during the first week for which that restaurant was open. So the risks for restaurants, bars, and quite frankly, all other businesses has never been more real and never been more serious. Brian Weinfeld, it's been wonderful having you on our show. Thank you. What a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Christine. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Small Business Lifeline. This has been Christine Honey Dare Bryan with Crane Communications. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast networks. And if you have story tips, please email me at C-D-A-R-E-B-R-Y-A-N at C-R-A-I-N-S-N-E-W-Y-O-R-K.com. We'll be coming to you each week with more tips on how small businesses can survive the pandemic. Have a great week.